to that song. Did you just see what I was doing? I was, I was. I saw that. I didn't know if that was what you called chair dancing, but now it's an ab workout. Yes. Great. Well, you know, I could care less about weight, but I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Over the past month, I have let myself go, and I am totally fine with it. I can tell, actually. You can, you definitely look it. That's the first. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, man, I did it already. Oh. I already did it, Sarah. Look at Play this. it. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. I forget that now we have, like, lawyer lawyers listening, so I definitely can't swear before I play that. We're legit now. We're yeah. Podcast One. Oops. We're not doing this anymore just for fun, kids. We have been picked up by Podcast One. Thank you for all your support. Wait, by so the way, hold on. Sir. I want to go back to this whole exercise yes. now you want to start. Because this could be part of my, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm actually working on an exercise like... Like workout, like you like, are? like it's like it's you know like they have like Taibo, like like you know they have Zumba, they have their own like regiments, their own like workout things. I have a brand new workout thing that I think is going to take the world by storm, but I think this could work. Tell me about yours first. Okay, well I don't even I, I have no I want to hear this. Is this like no? I want to know about okay. yours because I want to so, steal it. Um, well I just was doing a chair workout where you you kind of like le- you lean back and clench clench your abs and then mm-hmm. you take your feet off the ground and you just start doing like a up and down leg. Okay, motion. Okay, so it's kind of like you're shimming your shoulders as you're yeah, doing that too. Shimming your shoulders. All and right. Then you're, the whole time though you're engaged with your abs. Ah, your core. And my core is fluffy. See that could be <laughs> that could totally be part of my penis system, Sarah. Your penis system. This yeah. is your workout. Personal exercise not involving sweating. <laughs> okay, it's a brand new exercise routine that's going to. You're going to call this brand penis? Personal exercise not involving sweating, Sarah. It's an acronym. It's not my fault that it spells out the word penis. You did that on intentionally. I this did not a- do that. It's literally, you know, it's a group of exercises that I've been working on, right? That you can do like on airplanes, stuff like that. Okay, well. That, that way you can do them while you're sitting, but they don't involve sweating. So that way you don't have to worry about sweating while you're doing it. So like this one right here, that little that, that little core thing you were just doing, that's fantastic for it. But I already felt like I started to sweat. How, well, then it's you- not part of the penis system, Sarah. I don't know what to tell you. How is, how is anyone going to get in shape with penis? Because they're going to, or their personal... No, the whole idea is that you're constantly doing personal exercise, but you don't have to break a sweat. So as opposed to going crazy for 45 minutes, you kind of sit there, let's say when you're sitting there on the bus, you know, you're clenching your fists, opening them up, clenching your fists, open them up, clenching your fists, open them up. So you're not sweating, but see, if you do that... Every time you're on the bus, you're going to get personal exercise, oh. not involving sweating. Well, that's amazing. See? So, so the penis workout is just basically constantly little things. That Constant doing will add little up things that eventually add up sweat. without actually sweating, you know? God, why are you so ge- You really are. Wait, by the way, patent pending, okay? I don't want anyone to steal this idea. And I know that works. You are. This is why, honest to God, I say it all the time. You will go down in history as one of the best co-hosts of all. Why is it time. a co-host? No, Sarah. Okay, that's just a great idea. I want. Do you know because anyone that no works out? No one else is coming up with these ideas. Yeah, I know all kinds of people who work out. Well, they're like, oh, I'm starting my own gym. Well, or, great. And tell them. You know, Sammy has a great idea that we think we can think about it. Sarah, you could be on. You know, the Today Show, sitting there being like, "Hello, I'm Sammy. Ugh, I got this six pack from the penis system." We. This is our weekly video, by the way. 
way, because we, we started into animation. This is our weekly animated video. Is penis is penis? What are you calling it's it? It's called the penis system. Personal penis. exercise not involving sweating. This is our video. Okay. Oh, if you haven't checked it out, Sammy came up with this genius idea, and he's like, every week, because you know sometimes we all we have these brainstorming meetings, and you know sometimes I think my ideas are great. Like you know we get inundated by people who want us to play their it's songs. It's just not penis great, is what you're saying. Right. Well, one of my ideas, you know, people want us to play their MP3s and songs. They're aspiring singers, and we love to help and, and also inspire people. <laughs> And Sammy thought this was one of the worst ideas ever because I was going to play a clip of people's songs and say, you know, love it or hate it, what do you think? Should we play this or not? And you were like, absolutely not. Because everyone's going to shit on it and no one cares. (laughs) So you came up with animation, 30-second animation promotional videos that are on Hey Phrase YouTube. And last week's was great about fisting Shaq. Okay, Uh, that's that's out of context. You were cheering and it looked like you were... Okay. Yes. Yes. You understand. This is so good. So good that you came up with that. Anyways, no, patent pending, man. See, the more I see, Sarah, whenever I have a really good idea, you got to learn to be like, that's okay. Because now someone out there hears it's a really great idea and they're going to steal it. I used to be worried about people stealing ideas, but I don't know how you feel because you also have Snacklins, which is a vegan pork rind company that you do on on the side. Not really on the side. It's full time. But haven't you realized that? Um, there's no, you might as well share your ideas because it's so hard to actually make an idea a success, like a true success or a business actually work. Then now I just share my stuff because I'm like, awesome. If you think you can take this idea or this podcast or this Snacklins company from start to finish without true love and passion, have fun. I mean, yeah, friend. good like, luck. Nobody can do it. I used to be all guarded, like, here, sign this but NDA. It's also I'm going to tell you about my show. But what? also, just legally speaking, it's good to be the first one to, you know. To have the papers signed. So that way, no one can say anything about it. Let me make this clear. No one is going to do the penis system unless you're the spokesperson. You are the bread and butter, which is why, like, this podcast. I swear to God, if I see, like, (laughs) if I see anybody... They're Who's, not going to. I don't they even might know anything. Try. They might try, but they're never going to have the success that you do because you are the original, you have the passion, and you have, like, the, I would say, you represent the body. I swear, if I see Jillian Michaels <laughs> hawking the penis system, I will be infuriated. No way. She I will be infuriated. Who's the guy that does the gazelle freestyle? You know what I'm talking about, the Sarah? Gazelle freestyle. Remember the gazelle freestyle? No, I don't even know what that is. The exercise thing? What was his name? Tony Little or something? No, Tony Little. Yeah, Tony Little. Really? The I've gazelle never... freestyle, Sarah. You don't remember these commercials? Like, oh, <laughs> the guy on the thing where they just go back and forth like yes. that. And only Tony Little could do that. Okay. Everybody has that. He basically just did the elliptical. He's suspended. Okay, yeah. that's what it is. And only Tony could probably have made $5 million off that, which is why you don't hear from the dude anymore. What do you mean why you don't? He's a... He's this one. Mm-hmm. He's Can still around. This is looking old. Yeah. Right here. Look at it. Yes. Butt, hips, mm-hmm. and calves. Oh, look at your calves. Huh? They look great. That's yeah. because it's, he's out freestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now all you got to do is change to penis system at the end. And that's it. I love it. Look for that weekly video this week. Genius idea. Look for that at your local gym. Ask them if they offer that. Well, I've put on the vacation fluff. I don't care. I mean, I'm not saying it as a negative. Believe me, I don't care anymore. 
Honestly, I'm, this is my, my motto in theory. Although I do feel good now when I work out and mm-hmm. I take good care of myself because I love eating chia seeds. I love the balance. Okay. But I do always say I'm going to put effort into my health and wait until I'm 50 and then I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to just eat pie for breakfast, which is what I really want to do. Really? I mean, and I love... And just get in a rascal and just be like so big, you know, just roll up here and everything. I, I can't But wait. isn't that kind of part of like, you know... Being over 30, like you're slowly getting older, Sarah. Isn't your body like... No, I feel like actually it's funny. My body, I feel... And I've heard other people say this. Once you kind of get in shape and you find good health, my body is way better physically, mentally than it ever was in my 20s. Because I was just like drinking in my 20s and trying to be anorexic and binge eating. It was crazy. I was going to say because 30s suck so far as far as my body's concerned. Well, you're just in a transitional period. Dude, I can't even drink Mellow Yellow anymore before I go to sleep. Like, I used to be able to sit there, chill with my dudes, have myself a Mellow Yellow, you know, watch some TV before I go to bed. No, I drink a Mellow Yellow, and I'm up all night long tossing and turning. I've become an old man. Like, it's well, yeah. horrendous. You can't, yeah, hello, you can't party like you used to. I mean, you've got to stop drink. You have to drink less in your 30s. You become more mindful. My favorite part of the, of the day was when my friends would sit there. They'd get off work and be like, hey, man, there's three of us. It's three hot dogs for $3 at 7-Eleven. And I'd be like, yes, let's Ugh. do this. But I got heartburn halfway through. <laughs> like, it yes, was, it's, I've lost everything, Sarah. <laughs> I've lost everything that I hold dear, like near and dear to my heart. No, nope. now it's vegan dogs for you in Stacklands. And then an oh. apple and a couple slices of cheese. I enjoy that. Two little cheese, a couple of cheese cubes, apples, glass of wine, little glass of red wine. A little glass of red wine. <laughs> Good luck. See, I thought me, like, varying up my diet meant, you know, drinking some beer in between my whiskey gingers. No. No? No, I think you got to really overhaul it. Oof. A lot to get to on the show today. Um, for those of you who are new to our show, because we just signed with Podcast One and our first day was yesterday, um, thank you so much for clicking and listening. We hope you love it, and we always appreciate your feedback, good and bad. Um, so thank you, guys, and those who continue to support us on Podcast One. Over the next two weeks, we want you to flood their website. Please, please, please. Go to Podcast One. Click on the Hey Frage podcast. Leave a comment. Comment on it and give us a review on iTunes. It means so much and it really, really helps. Um, partnering with Podcast One just puts us on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And we want to do this full time and provide you with a show five days a week and have a live audience and give you tons of gifts. I can't wait until our show is rich and we can just give you things all the time. What would you give them, Sarah? Oh, everything. Motivational books, trips, suntan lotions. Herpes. Her- I would, sure. You almost actually repeated that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody give me some water. <laughs> Our intern. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was not going to say herpes. You... I think I was just coming out with All right, hold on. Stop. Else. This is your moment that you can actually play. hit pause, rewind back, and listen. Does Sarah <laughs> almost say herpes, okay? And then tell me. And then you can hear deny it right now. So, look. The point of this was please go to podcast1.com over the next two weeks and flood them. Inundate them. It means so much to us. Um, but on the show today, we're doing a segment called Deep Thoughts from the Men on Tinder, which is when we read the hilarious Tinder profiles hey. that we find. Um, so that is coming up. Also, I want to talk about this story and find out, have you been watching the Olympics much at all? Um, I, every, I find that I don't watch it when I'm by myself. <laughs> um, but whenever I'm around a group of people, we're like, well, shit, what should we? All right, someone put on the Olympics. And especially now that it's really easy because you don't need a TV to watch it. 
I know you can watch it on your phone, on Twitter. Are well, they we doing set like up, exclusive segments? Well, we set up like my buddies. Like we have like a studio over there, so we'll set up his TV with like the Google Chrome. We got a computer playing, like two other things. We'll have like three different things going on at one time. You know, so you could be watching women's fencing, you could be watching, you know, men's diving, and you could be watching some sort of, you know, basketball thing. Well, uh, their story came out this morning. Are the Olympics sexist? And essentially, what they're saying is, is a couple of the news stations broke down all the news clips. Where where um, commentators are basically like saying, oh, this woman won the swimming race and it's all thanks to her husband or Chicago Bears lineman's wife gets bronze medal. So is it sexism or are people being really overly butthurt? So I want to have that debate with you as well. And then we've all been on airplanes. You've been on flights with screaming (laughs) children, right? I've been on an airplane before, yes. Yes, you've been on an airplane before. But have you been been on an airplane with a screaming kid? Are you kidding me, Sarah? I remember when I used to get on airplanes with people smoking, okay? You did? What? You're not that old. Sarah, I flew internationally my entire, like, my family's in Tunisia. They didn't stop smoking in planes until I was, like, what, maybe five or six, dude. Oh, my God. I definitely remember that. That's amazing. Well, here's my question to you. Would you be less annoyed with a screaming kid on a plane if the parents gave you a gift or a gift bag? Um, it depends. What's in that gift bag? Well, I'll tell you about it. It's a new trend that's happening, and mommy bloggers across the U.S. are encouraging parents to now, if you're traveling with a kid, to also bring gifts for passengers around. And I just want to know if this would make you less annoyed or not. Okay. We'll talk about what they're giving out. Okay, okay. Because so, I have a friend that travels with his, uh, with his like infant daughter all the time yeah. and he actually has his own little care package that he brings with him i wonder if it's almost similar okay okay, okay. yeah i want to find out right. apparently this is all the trend i've yet to get a gift when i'm on a plane i mean i i've flown from dc to aruba for four and a half hours with a non-stop screaming child and at first i thought oh well you know i'll no problem you know of course i'll be understanding Honest to God, I felt bad. By the end of that flight, I was actually staring at the mom, like giving her a death stare. Like I felt so bad because the kid would not shut up. It was awful. Like people tried, I think, to be kind of patient. Because his parents lied to him and said he was going to Disney World. That's why. I'd be screaming too. Yeah. Um, Okay, so before we get to all those stories, though, a couple weeks ago you had said to me that you were watching the Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix. Yeah. And, and I always love your recommendations. Okay, it wasn't really a recommendation. I was just saying, yo, that guy's a little bit, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit out there. I don't know. I mean, well, uh, sure. I watched it last night. So, because you had recommended this Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix, and it's trending on Netflix still, right? Okay. And I want to know your thoughts. Do you think he's crazy, or do you think he is like a true, inspiring, motivational person? Because. Uh- I used to love him, but I'm not sure. I think the real question you should be asking, Sarah, is, Sammy, do you feel that he's inspiring or frightening? And I think my answer would be frightening. (laughs) You think he's on steroids? Is that what you said? I said that earlier, but if you want to call me out on it now, sure. We weren't even on the air then, but yeah. Allegedly. No, I was saying he's like like a big, like, he looks, quote, unquote, roided roided out, okay, is what I said. (laughs) All right, so it doesn't mean he's actually on steroids. More or less the look of him. He's a very tough, muscular gentleman. Okay, and he's, like, always screaming at people, and he just randomly will swear at them. And, like, I mean, I don't get it. Like, I, if people need that, cool. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty confident myself. I don't need someone to yell at me and tell me I'm a fucking amazing person. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? Did you realize that Tony Robbins has such a potty mouth? The whole documentary, yeah. it makes our podcast, for people that complain about our podcast, like, oh, you guys swear too much, just watch Tony Robbins' documentary, and it's called I Am Not Your Guru. And he's inspiring. 
quote he's unquote. inspiring. He says he uses language strategically. Is that your? That's that what, what I do just- too. Yeah, <laughs> I purposely strategically put in words. It's called speaking. Actually, everyone does that. If you want to think about it. Well, I watched the documentary, and I'm assuming that Tony Robbins obviously was behind the documentary or gave the okay. And there were just, it was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life because it documents his, um, apparently every year he does these five day retreats. Like a mega fest. Like a mega fest. And. 2,500 people come, and they all pay close to $5,000 to go. Uh-huh. And it's just intense 10 hours a day of nonstop, in the moment, you know, learning to get over your fears, um, speak your truth, all this stuff. And I kept going back and forth. At times, I was like, this seems amazing. And then at other times, I'm like, this seems really crazy. See, I think we watched it for two separate reasons. See, I watched <laughs> it, and I was so intrigued by how they would have these meetings nightly, and they would go through people's, like, personal lives. They would go through their Facebooks. They would go through, like, yeah. the social media, the people that were actually at the convention, just so they could find something to bring up, and they could actually speak to them. So they'd be like, all right, where is blah, 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 blah. Come on up. All right, let's talk about your your aunt. You know, what's your aunt? You talk about your aunt a lot on Facebook. What happened there? You know, like... That was what was interesting to me was how they actually set up every day, you know, kind of like a show. It was it was a show. And oh, it was totally. It was and so true. I was more or less curious from like the entertainment side. That's why I like to watch it because I was just like, "Well, this motherfucker is like, <laughs> that's fucked. You are you're like he just he's he's a circus act. Like he's a circus. Like, like you know what I mean? It's like going to a circus. Only people think that they're getting like they leave and they're inspired, which is great. I guess you go to a circus, you leave and you're happy, you know, or you go to a movie, you leave and you're frightened because it was a scary movie. Like, he's really good at selling inspiration. Could you imagine paying $5,000 to go? Fuck (laughs) you. Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Hold on. People don't know me that well yet. Um, Can you ask me again, Sarah? Could you imagine spending $5,000 to go to see Tony Robbins for five days? Um, No, there's very few. I mean... Five days of the same person. I mean, you don't even spend that much for a four-day music festival, you know, for a five-day music festival. I was just blown away. I think the hardest part is I, I sit there and think, oh, my God, could I charge $5,000 so people come see me? And they're literally selling their furniture. They're selling everything they own to get there. I mean, I don't know. That just seems like a huge responsibility. But maybe people have gone to these I mean, seminars and really like changed their lives. Which is great. Look at this. I have no qualms. Whatever it is that makes you not be an asshole, you do it. You know what I mean? That's my theory on any sort of faith, any sort of spirituality, anything like that. Great with me. Practice what you want to practice. As long as it makes you not an asshole, I'm totally cool with it. Uh, it's called the, the five-day seminar that they take a look at. It's called the Date with Destiny seminar that he does every single year. And, uh, it, I mean, I don't know. The dude's super rich. It's obviously worked. It's got – it's IMDb gives it, like, a five-star rating um, of the documentary. I, I just was blown away because I, I kept looking at it, and I'm like, okay, does this work? Because, as you know – I love like motivational stuff and inspirational speaking and all that. like I am I am in love with it. Well, oddly enough, did you know a date with destiny is also a milf hunter porn? <laughs> but you didn't know that one. I didn't know either until I, I don't just think googled Tony, it. Yeah, I don't I think just, Tony knows uh, that either. My Google really knows me now. Like it's disturbing how well it knows me. <sighs> anyway, I was blown away when you gave me that recommendation. I would love to know by the, if you have seen the Tony Robbins documentary. I'm not your guru. Give me your thoughts. Dan watched it, my significant other. Dan thinks that they were actors. Oh, really? (laughs) 
I mean, they could I be. He's so jaded. That could be too. But do you like? I mean, you like documentaries? I love documentaries. You want to? Okay. Have you ever heard of this? There's a really good. It's like a multi-series documentary, right? And it follows like this middle kid and this family. You know? Okay. And it follows them for years, right? Okay. It's on Netflix right now. You should totally watch it. It's really interesting. And it's called what? It's called Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. <laughs> you, you've what? You've never heard that documentary? It's, it's, you're such a douche. I was 100 hoping you were gonna go. Home no, I heard of Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle, but, but TV it's a, it's show. a great documentary, Sarah. It's, it's, it's about not this a documentary. Kid. It's, it's, okay. What are you gonna tell me? The Wonder Years is a documentary next. Actually, did you know that the bad guy from Home Alone is the voice in the Wonder Years? No, who's that? The tall bad guy, you know, Marvin Harry. I think it's Harry is the tall one. Oh, really? He is the voice of the Wonder Years. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know either until I watched the Wonder Years, then I watched Home Alone. (laughs) Um, You're not a woman, but I want to know. Says who? (laughs) Actually, our friend Tiffany the other day, we were talking about just... um, you know, the show and the podcast and how, um, you know, I was saying something to the effect of, you know, it really, it really works well because Sammy's a guy and she's like, I don't know about that. She's like, I don't think you can really call him a man. I Thank like, you. I appreciate that. I like this. Look, I like the gray areas of life. <laughs> so do I. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I and mean, and our intern, Hallie, is here. I might ask her this. But um, a new company is coming out with a thousand po- a pair, a thousand dollar pair of high heel shoes. For women, and there's already a ten thousand person waiting list. Isn't there already like shoes that are a thousand dollars on the reg? Oh, sure, easily. Okay, Louis, uh, like, uh, like Louboutins. Louboutins are a thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely. But the reason that these are a thousand dollars is because of the way they're designed, and they're guaranteed supposed to be comfortable that you can wear these high heels to work. So I'm just curious for women. Are we? Is it ridiculous that we're having a conversation where you even feel the pressure to buy a pair of high heels to wear to work? Yeah. Or would you pay a grand for them? What is wrong with rocking your New Balance, you know, tennis shoes with your skirt, walking down the street, and then getting to work and slipping on the high heels? I actually think that's hot. Whenever I see girls on the bus, like I go, oh yeah. Really? So you're not you're not a guy that's into high heels. No, no, I am into high heels, but I think it's like I was like, you know what? This shows to me practically. I want to go on a date with this girl because she's not going to wear high heels when we're walking around the city all day long. She has no shame to throw on the New Balance. Walking her skirt in her New Balance, realizing it looks a little bit weird. And then, boom, when you get somewhere nice, slip on the high heels. To me, that's just professional 101, you know? So what is it about high heels that you as a guy like? Honestly, I don't even, like, I don't think, there's nothing, like, sexual about it that I, I don't really look at a girl in high heels. And I think the thing I like is the confidence that women seem to have when they wear their high heels. Okay. They seem more confident. And I think that confidence comes from, look at me. I can still walk and talk even though I'm excruciating pain right now. <laughs> that's so bad. Is that not true? I mean, that's... Look at me. I can walk and talk. <laughs> even though I'm in excruciating pain because I've wore high heels before and goddamn, there is no way. And I thought maybe it's because they were too <laughs> small. So I went out and I bought a pair of like high heels in my size, which by the way, very tough to find. What in are you, a 10? I'm a 10. Yeah, I'm a 10 male. Okay. It was tough. It was tough to find the, 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 big, the big high heels. And I got them, and dude, those still suck. <laughs> They're so bad. Like they sucked. Like I was like, why, why? Like I think why that dress shoes hurt. You know what I mean? Let alone those. And you're wearing those all the time. 
I wear these dress shoes for funerals. That's it. Like, they are the only things that, you know, deem these dress shoes that hurt my feet. Well, Thesis Couture is the collection, and it consists of 1,500 pairs of $925 each shoes. This is according to The Atlantic. They are already sold out with a 10,000-person wait list. One of the designers, Dolly Sin, is a former recruiter at SpaceX, which is Elon Musk's rocket company. They say that these high heels were designed with science and, um, you know, a lot of engineering behind them. Mm -hmm. They're guaranteed to be comfortable. In the next two years, they'll also come out with a line that will be as comfortable at $350 a pair. Uh, A lot of debate about this story, though, because is it kind of ridiculous that women are still looking for a comfortable high heel pair of shoes in this day and age when you should just be able to wear flats and you shouldn't have the pressure wearing high heels? But they say that women, of course, do want to look nice. A lot of women do love heels, but they're so uncomfortable. Look, if it makes you feel awesome, go for it. Like, I don't really care. I would say this. I I told you my theory on why I think you wear them. Oh, I, I know. The confidence it's, comes from the fact that, I mean, like, I can't do it. If I was in that much pain, there's no way I could walk and talk with Grace, let alone have dinner with you. I don't know. I mean, I, I, first of all, I don't have $1,000 right now, so I am not buying them. Maybe when we're rich, I would try them. You would try them? I just have never had a, pair, a comfortable pair of high heels ever, ever. So I can't, I'm skeptical is what I'm saying. I'm skeptical. It's a huge price tag because, you know, the rumor is with Christian Louboutin heels that they're the most uncomfortable heel ever. And they're one of the most expensive. Yeah. But they're like excruciatingly painful to wear. Don't they say fashion hurts or something like that? Uh, Pain is beauty. Pain is beauty. There you go. I'm not. That's close enough. I can't subscribe anymore. I, I have now gone to, I'm wearing UGG wide uh, sandals. You're wearing like gold strap Jesus sandals, Sarah. Say it like it is. <laughs> That's exactly what these they are, are. These are gold strap Jesus sandals, and they're so comfortable, and I refuse, refuse to wear anything uncomfortable anymore. By the way, if you want to see her talk naked to somebody, this episode, what? <laughs> Speaking of wearing oh, well, that naked. was so comfortable. I had no problem with that at all. How would you feel? You know, you're the resident foodie on this show. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about going to a restaurant where they charged you anywhere from 200 to $250 for like eight courses, but they didn't tell you what you were going to eat until the end? Okay, what's wrong with that? Is that fine with you? If it's a good enough, like if it's a good enough, like uh, You don't want to have any experience. clue. Good enough experience in chef. I know. I don't think it matters. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, this is amazing to me. Gunter Seeger, have you ever heard of him? He's the eagerly awaited new restaurant on Hudson Street in New York City. Um, and it's very pricey to eat there. You have to pay ahead of time. The restaurant offers only $185, tip included, nine-course prefixed tasting. Um, it's supposed to be excellent, huge waiting list. Everybody wants to go there, all that stuff. But the catch of this restaurant is is you pay the, the $185 beforehand. You go and sit down, and they don't tell you what they're going to serve you. Okay. But that just means that they are trying to be as... I mean, I think What's people... What's that mean? I have no idea. I, I, I'm, I love this idea. I mean, I love mystery and surprise, but my, my But it's not about the too. mystery and surprise. Everyone sits here and they're so ass backwards. What they want is they want fresh, they want local, they want, you know, the freshest ingredients they can get, right? Okay. Well, unfortunately, if you want to get that fresh stuff, like, you go out. If the tomatoes aren't ripe enough, you can't have tomatoes today. So for me to have to release uh-huh. a menu a month in advance or whatever so that people can make their reservations... And they know what they're eating when they come in. That's asinine. <laughs> like, it's impo- you can't stay fresh. How are you going to actually stay truly fresh? How are you going to have the best local thing? Maybe the fisherman didn't catch this certain type of fish today, so you're going to go out of your way and find another purveyor that has it, you know, always in stock, even though it's not local and it's not fresh? Like, no. 
So you just feel like people need to become more. I've been like, to tons of restaurants like that. Tons of restaurants where I'll. I mean, if you think about it, do you, restaurants like if you go to you know uh, like. Even like Comey in DC or uh, Rogue, oh, they don't tell you. I mean, I I don't remember. Like I remember they Rogue gave me a menu 24. when you showed up. That was it. But no, I mean, this is no menu. They give you the menu at the end. But you, that's I, I mean I've just been given courses. But actually, I want to say that uh, Mike uh, Brian Voltaggio's restaurant in Frederick when I ate there. Oh really? They gave us. They told us as they brought it out. They told us what it was that we were eating. But it's not like I knew in advance. It was just the ah, courses came okay. out and they gave it to you. And then at the end, they gave you like a like a menu of what you ate that day. I love you because you are so adventurous with food. But I am not. And the problem is I. I don't, you know, I just don't want to eat rabbit pate. But I just, I can't. Like, I'm, I don't like rabbit. People rave about rabbit. I can't do a rabbit sausage. But you do realize that a, a rabbit lot, meatball. Okay, but a lot of these restaurants, they ask you in advance when you make a reservation. Do you have any food allergies? Oh, so I should say then, yes, I'm so allergic you, to rabbit. Don't say you're allergic to rabbit. Just be like, sea I prefer not to have sea urchin or rabbit. But if you start listing off a million things, <laughs> there shouldn't, like, you shouldn't go to those restaurants. Like in New York City, there's Co, uh, which is David Chang's <laughs> nice restaurant. Okay, I were making a reservation. Like, like, on a whim, made a reservation, went 30 days later when that reservation came up, and I had no idea what I was getting. All right, well, you're, I mean, look, I just showed up. I had already I made the reservation. I had already put down a deposit for the restaurant, and I just was going to go and eat there. You're, uh, look, I couldn't do it. I- I love the concept, and I want to say, you know me. I'd be like, oh, yes, I'm all about this. And I would want to eat there because it's popular, but I would really hate the – I can't really but do the sea That's the excitement of life, though. Is like I love going back home and just coming home from being out with my cousins all day long, and we have no idea what they made for us. You know what I mean? Like, And also when we walk in, you're smelling it. It's that you know, it's that anticipation when you're walking in. It's like going back home. Your mother, your mother never t- – I mean – my mother never told me or no one in my family ever told me, oh, by the way, when you come back, we're going to have spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> oh, I love spaghetti. Like, they never said that. You just went out, you played, and you came back, and it was a surprise. Like, what am I going to eat today for lunch? What am I going to have today for dinner? I would list, like, 20 things. I, I'm not into prosciutto anymore. Okay, no. If you're going okay, to list, list anything. No sea urchin. Uh, I don't like fish with the heads on. Can't do it. Can't debone something. No. Okay, then you should probably just stick to, you know. I mean, the craziest part is I should be eating at Applebee's. But you I should don't be. You should be. I, I, was, at this, I was literally going to say Chili's, but yeah. Applebee's is a great example. I, I have finer, I have like really expensive taste, but I don't know why, because I don't really enjoy it. I need to stick to Applebee's. Nothing is worse than going to a restaurant with you because these chefs spend, I mean, they make a hundred of that dish before they decide to put it on the menu, and everything is put together so that it balances well. You know, the meat balances with the vegetables, which will balance with the starch, which will balance with, you know, the wine. I know. Sarah sits down and goes, actually, could I get this with this and this with this? And then also none of that on there. Oh, what? It's already made that way? Well, fine. Make me a fresh one anyways. I'll wait for it. Uh, like, oh, man. It's the- you know when they have restaurant week? I can't stand restaurant week. I, I know. That's it's what- the worst. I want to. I don't want I, I don't want three of what you choose for me. I want three of anything I want at my price. Guess who also <laughs> does not like restaurant week anymore? Who? This guy. Why? Because of you, Sarah. You ruined it for me years ago. I know. I think we did go, and then I just like. We would go every it. year, yes. and then you would always switch and mismatch, and then people were like... Yo, your co-host Sarah, man, she pissed off our <laughs> chef tonight. <laughs> I've had more people spit in my food. I'm oh, sure. I, I who, guarantee. By the way, who said that? I'm not telling you, but you know him. Who do I know that's a chef in DC? Hmm. Oh no, this is a friend of ours that you know that worked for that chef at the time. Oh my god, now I got to think about it. Doesn't matter, Sarah. Just remember, he spit so- in your food. That was not bechamel. <clears throat> When we're flying to L.A., okay, for our next podcast. CC. 
So we're we're sitting a six hour flight, and and a family gets on, and they've got a three year old, and they've got a newborn, and they've got an eight year old, and the kids don't stop talking. They're crying. They're fussing, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and give us a gift bag, okay, filled with gum. And uh, a little muffin and... It's got um, a pamphlet for the penis system so you can get some exercise (laughs) while you're there. And then it's got earplugs in it and it's got like a face mask. Does that make you complain less or not ask to be moved or to have more empathy for that family? So we're talking about earplugs... Earplugs, gum, eye mask, and gum. Eye mask, um, yes. Uh, no. Some hand lotion. Screw you. I'm gonna. I hate that. No, that's a horrible idea. Why you don't like that? No. Well, okay. What kind of gift would you like? Because you missed like the thing that. Okay, here's what my friend. Homemade baked brownies. Homemade baked brownie treats. Yeah, let me eat some food that some stranger made. That's not gonna get me food poisoning. Hello. Okay, so you're not you're not digging any of this? No, none of that crap. Okay, my friend, right? He travels with his daughter all the time, and his daughter's a little bit fussy because he's like daddy, and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm not like the comfortable one, but it's still like I have to travel with her all the time. And guess what he does? He walks over. He keeps like five dollar bills on them because I guess that's what a cost of a beer is on the airplanes and stuff. Oh, genius! Idea. And then he'll go over. He's like, Hey guys, like, and it's once the daughter starts crying, he tries to keep her down. Gets she's like, Ugh. he'll walk over to people around him. The second they look, he goes here. I brought some extra earplugs. Here's some earplugs, and here's five bucks. Buy yourself a beer or something like that, man. Real? That's a great idea too. And there's, and most of the time he's like, and most of the time they actually turn down the five dollars and they'll buy their own beer anyways after like five minutes. But it's the offer, and they he's like, I don't get the looks, I don't get the nastiness because I sat there and I immediately. I think that when you're sitting there and you give me an eye mask, lotion, gum, earplugs. It makes it seem like you knew to begin with this was going to be fucking miserable for everyone else around you. And because of that, that's a horrible thing to do. Like, I hate, like, I really do not like people that sit, like, if you have a, if you have a really bad kid, I'm sorry, but that does not mean that you should force that kid on everyone else in society. You just shouldn't travel? Like, not even that, like, find a different way to go, like, drive if you have to. You know what I mean? Like, and if you got to fly, I don't know. There's got to be Benadryl or some shit for kids that can just knock them out for a few well, hours. okay, so, and not only that, but some, so homemade goodies are on the list. I love this, but then they're also saying uh, mommy bloggers are encouraging women to make gift bags, bring things like nail polish to give out, nail files. Nail thi- polish? Yes, because I want to be stuck in a, in a... <laughs> In an airplane with a bunch of alcohol fumes going around. No, that is the worst idea. Uh, They say it's a bribe of sorts. Now, this is a New York Times story, and some people are very upset about this and feel like parents should not have to bribe people to bring a kid on a flight, which is their right. How do you feel about that? It's your right. But it's also my right to give you a nasty look and tell you your kid to shut up. Like, just so you know, those rights work both ways, you know? And, like, I don't know. I have a cousin. Who won? Like his daughter was really, really young. She was always just like, like crying and shit like that. She just never went out. Like the other kids would come out and they would ne- like, like sorry, they just didn't but like fly with the kids or anything. No, they just yeah, they were like they like, and if they did, it was one, it was one parent with that one kid, and the other parent would fly with the other two kids. You know what I mean? Like so, it was just that focus right there. I, I mean, look, I have to say, I do like this idea, and I would be more empathetic if somebody turned around and was like, hey, I made you this, like, homemade brownie, and, you know, here's a pack no. of gum. Give me and- $5 and some <laughs> earplugs, okay? Or that. I would have a lot more empathy. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, okay, someday I'm going to have a kid, and I really don't, like, I can't even fathom being a working mom and having a kid. It just seems, uh, God bless every mother that does it. I don't know how you do it. Here's the problem. So I can't then imagine, before the flight, making a gift bag, a goodie bag, 
But we're, I think we're going to do Hey Frage Mom What I don't understand is that you're going to bribe the, the people around you, but you're not going to bribe your child. Why don't you hold a huge carrot over their head saying, hey, guess what? If you don't cry and you don't make a fuss this entire flight, the airplane's going to take us to Disney World instead. <laughs> Instead of grandma's house. That stupid kid is going to sit there, eat that shit up. I don't know. And at least you get them off the plane. You tell them, by the way, we're still going to grandma's house, not Disney. Cool. He's having a meltdown in a family environment around his own family, not around the public. Oh, my God. Well, hey, look, you can weigh in on this and follow us on social media. Sammy's social media, which you need to be following now that we're on podcast one, at the Sammy K, only one M. Don't make the mistake his stepmother did, who's known him for 27 years, which was S-A-M-M-Y. So no. it's the Sammy K, T-H-E-S-A-M-Y. Okay. Yeah, he's on uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter under that. I'm under Hey Frage on Twitter and Instagram, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, and then Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. So I would love to know what people think. But I think I'm going to come out with Hey Frage parent bags, parent flight bags. Great. <laughs> and I'll come out with a little Sammy, fan, uh, Sammy Fanny pack for the dads. Yes, with the booze, and I love that It just idea. has five bucks on the front of it and then a, and a bunch of booze. Actually, you should have a bunch of booze bottles and earplugs. That's it. Hey, what do you think about the Olympics? Do you think it's sexist? Have you seen all this coverage that is undercutting women's achievements? Do you think people are butthurt by this, or do you think that they have a good point? And I'll give you two examples that are getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And I can argue this both ways, actually. And you know I'm a feminist, but I, I'm, I'm on the fence. This you're a bi-feminist. What's that mean? Because you can argue both ways. You just oh. said that. <laughs> I am by feminist. Yeah. Okay, so one of the examples is Hungary's... Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to... Okay, she's a swimmer. K- Katinka? I'm just going to sit oh, here and be quiet. I'm I, just going to sit here and <laughs> let it happen. Katinka uh, Hozu. Okay, so Hungary's Katinka Hozu. I'm sure I've killed <laughs> Stop. I'm just letting it happen, Sarah. Um, she took home the gold in the women's 400-meter individual medley that broke a world record on Saturday night. Nicknamed the Iron Lady. I got that part. She smashed the record, but NBC showed a split screen of her cheering, and her husband, who is the coach, by the way, his name is Shane. And then fresh off that triumph, NBC's Dan Hicks, his commentary suggested, quote, the guy responsible for the win. Okay? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people then took to social media and are very, very upset about that, saying that that is sexism. From that example, do you think that's true? No, he is the coach. So do you think the man deserves some credit? Um, I think the man does deserve some credit, but I think what people aren't really, I, I don't. That reporter has been saying sexist stuff like that his entire life. You know, he's an old dude. Like, he's been saying that his entire life. To him, it doesn't mean anything. Right, But what he needs to understand that in that position that he's in, he needs to stay up with the times. Words change, okay? Words don't mean the same thing. But Words don't mean the same thing. They change. Their definitions change and evolve, right? So maybe 20 years ago, you could have said, ah, and that's the, you know, and that's the guy behind, that's the guy behind the, the win, or that's the man behind the win. And it could have been a coach. And people knew that they were just acknowledging the coach, you know, as being the coach, not really saying a man, Per se, but just saying the person behind the behind the win, you know. Okay, got it. Right, but I think now you have to understand people don't perceive things that way. Got it. Got you it. You got to be smart enough to know that NBC needs to know that it's already bad enough that they're sitting there and they're editing around everything. Like the Olympics this year are a complete fucking sham. You think so? 
they've already admitted that they're like they said that a the Olympics men don't watch the Olympics only women do yeah, and that's women true. They came out and said that, don't yeah. care about sports they do not care about the actual scores you guys don't care about this you they guys like the story you guys just journey. want a good story you guys that's all you guys want so we're gonna show you you know two really poor people that had to you know come together and they live in a village in a poor country but they're there and they're competing in the Olympics we're gonna tell you their story and we're not gonna really show you any of the competing races. I find it super fascinating. Here's the other one. Chicago Tribune is getting a lot of heat for a tweet about two-time Olympic medalist as a football player's wife. The Chicago Tribune tweeted a picture of Corey uh, Codell uh, Unrin. This is an American, uh, by the way. Okay. Who won the bronze medal in the women's trap shooting Sunday. The tweet didn't mention her name, but called her, quote, the wife of a Bears lineman. Uh, she's a three-time Olympian and had won her second bronze medal. The headline of the story about her wins, um, it, she is the wife of Bears lineman Mitch Unrin. Um, and the story also focused on her marriage and how her husband couldn't travel to Rio because of training camp obligations to the Chicago Bears. Now, the Tribune came out and said, look, we understand that this might not seem, you know, it might seem sexist initially, but we were trying to get a connection to this to woman Chicago. to Chicago. Yeah. So they're saying, it, you know, we're not discrediting her, but then also people are saying, by the way, she would not have made history. But, she wouldn't even have been written about by getting a bronze medal if it wasn't for the fact that she was married to him. They're high-profile people. So it shouldn't be considered sexism. What do you think of that argument? Okay, and with that, I think that that's just already what it is it's inherent sex and that's already built there that they're saying hey the people of chicago won't there has got to be a woman that a successful businesswoman in chicago whose husband won a gold medal um great question like there has to be if you think about it chicago's a huge fucking city there's got to be at least one person who's a woman that's successful you know that's the and her husband won a gold medal so, if anything, that's a tie back. But they're trying to say the people of Chicago will only be focused on a tie back to the city if it's a male and if it's a football player. So you know, you so why them- can't you have? Why couldn't you write a story about some guy who may play for the volleyball team or may play for the basketball team or may play for this, but he just won a gold medal? But his wife happens to be Chicago born and bred, and now is a successful lawyer and da da da, or successful this and da da. You know what I mean? Okay, that's just as good of a tie back. But the fact is, they're trying to say that people would not be interested in a woman lawyer as a tie back to Chicago, but they will be interested in a football player. Which well, I think is what people don't like. That's what the that's what like if I'm looking at it, that's what the large picture shows me. I, I think it's very fascinating. I really do, and I, I'm I can see both sides of it. Like I said, um, it does seem like we're also programmed to just accept it. So I do see how it is sexism. Uh, the Chicago Tribune here was their apology on Sunday in initial tweet and headline. We identified three-time U.S. Olympian Corey Codell uh, Unrin only as the wife of a Bears lineman. She's awesome on her own. We focus too hard on trying to emphasize the local connection that she has to Chicago. Your feedback has been noted and appreciated, and we will keep it in mind in the future. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot of sexism and a lot of discussion about that. Is it warranted or not? That's kind of the, the big question. I, and I can see, I mean, it does seem like there's some absolute bias. I think, too, I don't know anything about sports, so if we were there commentating live, I think in the moment of being live, you say things that you know, you're trying to fill space while a story is happening, and maybe some people just aren't as tuned in as they should be. Not that I'm making an excuse. I know it sounds like I'm making an he excuse. He really packed it in there. I think I heard that while watching volleyball yesterday. <laughs> what? 
he really packed it in there. There's a lot of really good things. There's a lot of really good commentary in the, in the Olympics that they don't realize is sexual until you just close your eyes and you dream. <laughs> if you just close your eyes and listen to that, you it just seems dream like... about Bob Costas sitting there and nothing but a tank top. Mm-hmm, it's happening. <laughs> Um, okay, a couple things, too, we want to remind you about. Our show, our live podcast show here at DC Improv is this Saturday night. So please go to DCImprov.com. There's a few tickets left for the 9.30 p.m. show, which will have Tracy Braxton on. We're very excited about that. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not sure. There's so much I want to ask her about her life, why she stayed in Maryland, and then, of course, her famous siblings and Tony Braxton. Who's apparently on and off again with Birdman? You just said her famous bank, siblings, then you said Tony Braxton, like she's separate from that. No, I, I meant it all together as one. Oh, as one. So she'll be very fascinating. I can't wait. The show starts at nine forty-five, uh, but doors opening, and you can start getting seated at nine thirty, which is why we say nine thirty, and then at nine forty-five p.m. showtime. So dcimprov.com. Um, I want to get to quickly because you always have great stories that you bring up. What is going on in your world? Well, first off, we talked about my first story at the beginning. Of the show. Yes. The oh my penis god, your system, penis system, the penis system, system is, so is good. huge. But then also I kinda wanna bring back and I made a joke about it earlier, right? About how I can no longer drink mellow yellow at eleven thirty at night and get a good night's rest. Right. Oh. And there's things that I realized that I don't think it would have hurt my feelings. Like, I knew that day was going to come. Like, I knew there was going to come a day when I couldn't have caffeine that late at night because I was going to toss and turn all night if I did, right? I knew it was coming, but I guess I just didn't know it was going to come so soon, you know? (laughs) Okay. Okay, does this make sense? Yeah. And so I'm hoping that other people who have crossed the threshold of 30, like yourself, um, can sit there and, you know... Give me some advice. I really need you to tweet me some advice. Tweet me some tips, like things that are about to go wrong that you don't realize are going to go wrong in your early 30s, Sammy. Like things that are just going to fall off, you know? Mm, Like things that I need to know that – so that way I'm prepped for it. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure that I'm ready to take on my 30s. And, for instance, this caffeine thing totally screwed me. I'm so still, you didn't realize that was happening? I didn't even... Okay. I'm wearing an inside-out tank top because I couldn't sleep all night long. I was tossing and turning because I drank a mellow yellow at 1130. <laughs> It ruined my fucking night. Oh my god! Um, all right, well, I'm trying to think of. I like. Don't I you said, have I anything? Feel like things like, got better when I turned thirty. They were so like bad. I drank so much. I like was so. I overate. I was binge eating. Like so many things in my twenties. I was so stressed. Like all, right, all these on. things. Let me adjust this. I don't want your fruit fruit mindless eating or whatever. But it helps. It no. makes a huge difference. I want some real things. Like tell me. Like I want you to warn me what is going to happen. Tell me this is what's going to happen to you, Sammy. So that way I know and I can prep for it. That's it, Sarah. All I want is, is, is a good little, you know, forewarning. Okay, so you want people to tweet you? Yeah. At the Sammy K? Or just, you know, if you want to email Sarah, whatever. Or email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Because there's got to be other things coming. I just feel it. I feel like it's an avalanche. You know what I mean? Avalanche. And that was just a little snow trickle was the caffeine. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think if you don't take care of yourself, then other things are going to happen. Are my titties going to get bigger? Well, yes, you're going to get bigger man breasts, <sighs> lots of crow's feet around your eyes. You know, you got to start putting a little sunscreen there, getting that going. Put a little lotion. Uh, how's the hair? Like, you know, the hair is... Um... Oh, let's bring up the... Okay, fine. You want me to say it? I'm, I'm balding, Sarah. There you go. <laughs> well, how's that going? Are you rogaining it? What are you doing? Um, I use this, like, shampoo called Nioxin to wash my hair. Oh, good. Is that and it helping? supposedly help? I mean, I don't know. Does it look good? Helping? It does. I mean, it, it does I don't think look- it's helping as much as just it's stopping. It's stopping the hair loss a little bit. I like the top a little shorter. The top now is a little poofy. Well, okay, yeah, I haven't gotten a haircut. That's the only thing. But I think you're looking good. You got to exercise though and, t- and take care of yourself. That Sarah, did I? Hello. <laughs> 
Do I have to bring it up one last time for you before the end the of the show? System. The penis well, system, but Sarah. What results are you trying to get? I mean, I think you need a before and after. <laughs> right now, I'm doing the penis system. No, I don't. <sighs> Right I don't want to try that because right I've been having problems. My vagina right has been farting, and I don't want to. All right, right. <laughs> and on that note, never mind. The show's over. No. Oh, I don't know what to tell you guys. Okay. We have to do deep thoughts from the men oh, on Tinder. I know, but still. No, we'll si- talk about that tomorrow. I really do. I was I was going to bring it up to you today because I, I I wondered if it's like the hiccup girl. But all of a sudden, my vagina has been farting, and I just don't know. Is that common? And I haven't had a kid or anything. On tomorrow's show, we're talking about Sarah's queefing. Okay. <laughs> Just so we know. Oh, my God. All right. Should we start my Well, on? I almost had that moment because I was doing the penis system earlier, and I think how embarrassing. Really? How embarrassing? Well, I don't know. Is it embarrassing if you ever been around someone and you thought like that their vagina was farting? Because mine is. I feel like hiccup girl. All right. We're going to start my, uh, the men of Tinder right now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Sarah. Ellie, may I have my cell phone? I think a lot of people can relate to that. I don't know why. And again, I hate to leave you hanging because I'll tell you what prompted it tomorrow on the show. I'd hate to let the pressure build. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, that is not funny. I'm going through it. I'm having an issue. And you're making light of it. I don't know. Maybe it means something's wrong. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm concerned. And I'll tell you what. Okay, how about this? You start reading it. these ridiculous Tinder profiles from the crazy men from around the United States. And I will look up what excessive queefing does to your body, okay? Deal? Al- okay, fine. Okay, deal. Alex, 28. And by the way, so occasionally on this show, we try to do them like once a month, we read Tinderellas or Tinderfellas. And they're funny profiles that you can send us or tweet at us at HeyFrage, or that I just tend to be on Tinder swiping and I find them or somebody sends one to me or whatever, okay? Anywhere in the country. Alex, 28. Hey, girl, are you blocking a water source because... Damn. Oh, D-A-M. Ah. Ah, that guy is full of puns. Oh, there's so many puns on the Tinder. Swiping left on this, dude. He goes on to say, the great thing molesting me is a dog, so swipe right. And it's actually a koala bear. Wait, the great what? The great thing molesting molesting me me. is a dog. I thought he said the great thing about molesting me is my dog. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Sorry, I got to pay attention. I got to stop Googling what I was Googling. Okay, as you were. Zach. 38. I like art. I like navels. I show my belly because I like my navel. And I'm looking for women who also like navels. We like what we like. Just being true to myself. I frown because my pics keep getting reported. You see worse at the beach. Women of all body types post pics of themselves in sexy outfits, underwear, etc. I applaud this. You all deserve to feel sexy. I'm curious why so many women feel that I, a man who may not have a model's body, doesn't deserve to feel sexy. Amen. Swipe left if it bugs you. I'm swiping right. (laughs) I'm swiping right. What's his name? His name was Zach. Zach. Zach, I am swiping right. I can tell you why your picture is getting reported because, you know, he's got a man bod, but he shows himself naked like he's trying to. There's nothing wrong with that. Because look, his lower regions are almost out and his pictures get reported. Sarah, that's barely it, okay? That's barely in the lower regions. (laughs) Matt, 32. Yes, I'm real. Yes, my pictures are really me. If you message me asking or accusing me of being fake, I'll unmatch you. So please read before messaging me. I'm also only looking to meet up and fuck. So if you don't do that, don't message me. Don't message me if you're just looking to hang out and not fuck. If you're too busy and have a busy schedule, then please don't message me and waste my time. I'm not waiting days just to meet up. I know what I want and I go for it. I'm also into big booty women. 
Did you just read my profile? <laughs> Last one. Nate, 29. He's an emergency medical technician. What do we want? A cure for Tourette's. When do we want it? No, no. Shit cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that is so good. I don't oh even need to never, go on, really. How have I never heard that before? That's amazing. That, there you go. All right. That's our podcast for today. Uh yes, tomorrow I'll talk about my story. No, you can look it. Let's let's do you want to tease it some more? I don't want to say the word tease. It's I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna try and get one out. <laughs> Only your mic was on. I have, what the hell was that? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, everybody.